Hi, it's Jen Richler, here with another episode of Can We Talk? First, a word from our sponsor, the University of San Francisco's SWIG program in Jewish Studies and Social Justice. JSSJ is excited to announce the first-ever graduate-level certificate in JEDI, Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. This program will give you the tools to boost your classroom techniques, bring JEDI skills to your organization, and expand your personal knowledge. Fall classes begin August 27th. Learn more and apply at usfca.edu slash jedi. Now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. It's Jen Richler here with Nahani Rouse and Judith Rosenbaum, the whole Can We Talk team. Hello to both of you. Hey, Jen. Hello. Okay, so most of our listeners don't realize that we're actually somewhat of a scattered team, at least geographically speaking. So I am recording in Can We Talk Satellite Studio in Bloomington, Indiana, also known as my office. Uh, Nahani, where are you? Well, I'm in my home office um, in Washington, D.C. And how about you, Judith? I'm in my home office in Newton, Massachusetts, having just come back from the JWA office because I can record better here. It's a little quieter, although my daughter is singing downstairs. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) Maybe I should have stayed at JWA's office. So we're here to wrap up our fall and spring seasons, uh, talk about some highlights and some of our favorite moments from the past couple of seasons. Um, One big highlight happened for all of us just the other day. Uh, Judith, do you want to say what happened? Yes. Well, Sunday morning, I was just taking my Sunday Times out of the bag and starting to open it. And I got a text from my friend Edith saying, whoa, did you know that Can We Talk was going to be mentioned in the New York Times? And I said, what? Um, And she sent me a photo. And in fact, there was a little piece on page two of the Sunday Opinion section that was responding to the fact that the Southern Baptist Convention voted to bar women from leadership positions in the church last week um, and suggesting some places for people to learn more about women's roles in religious leadership, including listening to Can We Talk? And that was a huge thrill. Yes, it was very exciting. Okay, on to talking about the podcast itself. So we're recording this episode at the end of Pride Month, and that's a perfect lead into talking about the very first episode of our fall season, which was about Linka Flegel, a queer Jewish chicken farm and cultural organizing project in the Hudson Valley in New York. Um, Nahani, you were the producer on this episode and actually went to Linka Flegel to record. Um, so do you want to say a little bit about what it was like uh, to go there and, and record for this episode? I mean, it was so great after, you know, the past couple of years, I guess, of COVID-inspired remote recording to actually be in the field and like being in a literal field with crickets and birds and lots of people having this very joyful and also bittersweet final gathering of this beautiful thing that they had built together. And it was, um, you know, for me, it was kind of reconnecting with interviewing people in person, which I really love to do. And it was also fun because I was there as a reporter, but I was also very swept up in the singing and dancing and the kind of celebration of it. 
Yeah, one of my favorite parts of that episode, actually, as I was listening to the tape you gathered, was hearing the singing and then hearing you singing on the track because you, like you said, <laughs> it's hard not to get swept up in it. It was such, it was really such beautiful singing. So after that episode, Nahani, you went on, on hiatus um, for the rest of the fall to work on a different audio project. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you were working on? Yeah, sure. Um, so in the fall, I was working intensively on a series called Remembering Vilna, the Jerusalem of Lithuania, which is a 10-part audio documentary on Jewish life in Vilna before, during, and in the years immediately following World War II. And it's um, it's based on first-person testimonies from Holocaust survivors who were from Vilna that are housed at the Fortunoff Video Archive for Holocaust Testimonies at Yale. And um, I'm actually wrapping up getting close to wrapping up production of that series and it's going to be out in the fall. It's kind of an epic project and I'm looking forward to sharing it with people. And I'm guessing we'll be able to hear that in all the usual places? Yeah, so it's part of a podcast called Those Who Were There. So it's at thosewhowerethere.org and it's also wherever you get your podcasts. Great. Um, okay, so when Nahani was on leave, that meant that I took up the reins for the season as the main producer with Judith, um, listening to lots and lots of cuts of episodes. Um, and we had a pretty wide range of topics this fall. It, it was everything from Jewish women leading seances in the 1800s to the problem of get refusal in Israel, where some Jewish women uh, can't obtain a divorce um, from their husbands and are, are essentially chained. They're called agunot, which I think literally means chained woman. We spoke with Kylie Eisman Lifshitz from A Voice a Tomb, an organization in Israel that helps Agunot. And something she talked about that really stayed with me is how get refusal affects women in abusive relationships. I mean, an abusive husband, what does he say to his wife? I'll never let you go. I'll never let you marry anybody else. You'll never have children. And when the woman gets to the court, uh, the rabbinic courts basically say, well, yes, he does have that final say. We've actually gotten some nice feedback from listeners about the range of topics and the choice of topics uh, on the show. One listener said that she likes that we cover both hot topics, like the problem of Agunot, which she had heard about, but then also lesser known topics like uh, women in the spiritualist movement. I want to say that I really enjoyed listening to all those episodes um, and that you did a really great job. You did a great job without me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So one thing I think that's worth pausing on for a minute is that even though the, the, the topics range so much, there's there's a lot of common themes, I think, running through episodes. And I've even, now that I've worked on a few seasons, I'm even seeing those, those echoes throughout seasons. So, um, you know, one of the things I think that comes up a lot is making visible certain experiences that maybe aren't always articulated or lifting up voices that don't get heard often enough or that aren't respected enough. I think about it in terms of like the the interview that I did this year with Samira Mehta on her book, um, 
the racism of people who love you and and wanting to wanting to give attention to experiences of Jews of color and um, and how they're navigating different spaces. Yeah, or or the um, episode on Fat Torah, you know that um, that the like fat liberation movement is just not given enough attention, and we had a whole episode about it that I found fascinating, and including like the history of the fat liberation movement and putting it in a Jewish context. Also, I I loved doing that interview with Rabbi Vina Bromberg. Um, I also was thinking about the fact when you were saying, Jen, that, you know, we cover this really wide range of topics. And I was remembering back when we started this podcast about seven years ago and people said, oh, so what's your focus going to be? And I remember saying, well, actually, like part of the point is that there isn't a focus because one of the goals of this podcast, like the goals of the Jewish Women's Archive as a whole, is really to to disrupt people's assumptions about who Jewish women are and what they do and what they care about and and show the incredible breadth and diversity of Jewish women's experiences and Jewish women as a whole. And so I think if our topics were not kind of all over the place, then we wouldn't be doing a good job of uh, illustrating that. So with Nahani back this spring, uh, we've had a really jam-packed and longer season. And it started with an interview with Jody Cantor about breaking the Harvey Weinstein sexual assault story that helped ignite the Me Too movement. Um, now, honey, you talked to Jody about the book she wrote with Megan Tuohy called She Said, which chronicles that work and was recently adapted into a movie by the same name. And I'm curious what it was like for you um, as an interviewer to interview someone who herself is such an accomplished uh, interviewer in her own right. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I prep really well for all my interviews, but I might have done just a little bit of extra prep for my interview with Jody. You know, I just admire her work so much. So that, that was really an honor to get to do that interview. Why did you call it She Said? <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, that's one of my favorite parts because those two little words say everything. And to us, those two little words are not simple at all. They convey all the complex layers of who spoke and who didn't speak and who are the women who will never come forward about these stories. And another highlight of the spring season was our episode about three Jewish women from Kentucky who are suing the state for its abortion ban. There are similar lawsuits being brought by Jewish plaintiffs in other states, uh, including where I live in Indiana. But this case is a bit different. Um, in addition to arguing that the ban violates their religious freedom as Jews, the Kentucky lawsuit also argues that it violates the rights of people who use fertility treatment. I had also not heard that um, argument or issue about the impact of the decision affecting fertility treatment. But once we did this episode, I feel like I have started hearing it reported that way a lot. Right. I mean, really, it's an impact on so many aspects of healthcare in general. Yeah, and actually we're recording this just days from the one year anniversary of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe. And I think part of what this episode really drove home to me is how far reaching the consequences of that decision are. Yeah. Um, later on in the season, we had a series of episodes focusing on Israel. First, we had Israel at 75, which came out right 
uh, right on Israel's 75th Independence Day. And we talked to four Jewish women about the protests uh, over Net- the Netanyahu government's proposed judicial reforms, which brought one and a half million Israelis into the streets. Um, we heard their thoughts about why and how the country had arrived at this moment of, of almost unprecedented upheaval. What does it mean to live in a Jewish democratic country? We don't have the answer for it yet. And I think this is what we're trying to figure out now. Then for our next Israel-focused episode, I talked with three activists who are trying to make Hebrew more inclusive of women and people of all genders. And then finally, Judith talked about the pioneering Israeli feminist Alice Shalvi, who moved to Israel soon after the state was established. Um, Judith talked about her life and her work, and we also featured some clips of conversations between Judith and Alice from the last uh, couple of years. It was really an honor to get to tell Alice's story. She's someone who I just admire enormously and who has been doing feminist work for so long and has had a real impact on JWA. When things need done, you have to be prepared to step up and do them. I've found that most of the things that I have done and even achieved, if I may say so, have been pure chance, pure chance, nothing planned. The question is how you rise and respond to a challenge. I really love that reminder that, you know, all it takes is just responding to a need um, and you can really make change. Yeah. And I love, I mean, this is one of those times where I feel like you hear echoes of the same things, uh, same ideas across episodes and generations. So Lisa Sobel, who was one of the Jewish women from Kentucky suing the state uh, for its abortion ban, said something so similar. It goes back to Rabbi Hillel, who says, if I'm not for myself, who will be for me? If not now, when? I constantly read books about feminine heroes and feminists and sheroes, as they're called, to my daughter. And when given the opportunity to stand up for something that I believe in, it was sort of a no-brainer to say, yes, of course. We've heard that through the years on this podcast, I think. Um, I think about this often in our work more broadly, too, just like challenging the idea of who are the people who make history. It's not necessarily people who set out to make history. It's often just everyday people, you know, responding to the things that they see around them. Okay, well, it's been a great couple of seasons. I think we all will take like a deep breath and then uh, get to rolling up our sleeves to start preparing for the fall season. Um, In the meantime, we have now recorded close to 100 episodes. I think this one we're doing right now is 96. Um, So if you've missed any, you have plenty to catch up on uh, while you're waiting for the fall season. And uh, also, we'll be dropping a bonus episode in the feed over the summer. Um, We're not going to give away what it is, but there's plenty of listening to do while we're on hiatus. And something else you can do is to fill out our listener survey. Um, You can find it at jwa.org slash podcast survey. It's really helpful for us to hear your feedback. And also, please leave us a rating and review uh, on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. Um, It really helps uh, other people learn about what we're doing. 
And finally, as we end the season, I want to thank all of the wonderful sponsors that we had for the podcast this year, Cole Foods, Joy Stember Metal Art Studio, and the SWIG Program in Jewish Studies and Social Justice at the University of San Francisco. Thank you so much for helping us make this podcast. We're really glad to be able to partner with you. And if any of you listeners out there would like to sponsor an episode or episodes of Can We Talk, just email us at podcasts at jwa.org. That's podcast plural at jwa.org. Okay, that's a wrap. Uh, Have a great summer, everyone, and we'll talk to you in the fall.